relax and strap it down. All right, welcome to the first <laughs> wow. Power Hour podcast. <laughs> Nonstop fun for approximately one hour. Oh, it's so long. There's, there's going to be a lot of power emitted here. Mm-hmm. From lovely Dixon, Nate Smith. Hi. Good. Good, Dave. How are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and uh, coming from Chicago, we got Christopher McCann. No, 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 Hello. no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, you'll get that. I think we, we'll that, that. that joke will be played out shortly. And I am David Meixner. So let's uh, let's get right to why Chris McCann. No, 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 no. Is has a new last name. <laughs> so approximately three ten a.m. last night, I get this voicemail from Mr. McCann. This is where we see if my computer crashes or not. Okay. But I'm I'm excited. Chris, do you want to tell the backstory to this or no? Um, I was really drunk. Wait, that's, uh, that's really the backstory to it. I went out for a birthday. I was out for way too long, and uh, the wife and I'll explain the rest. Yeah. All right. So Who's birthday. Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Tommy drank. Oh yeah. He's- or made you get drunk, for that matter. I've never had Tommy get me drunk before. Tommy is engaged. That is the first engagement announcement on this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> it wasn't really on this podcast, so which is announced. But it's the first engagement that has been announced on this podcast. <laughs> been hey, let's make it the voicemail, because I want to get it over with. All right, I think I, think I got it now. Okay. My it's McCann. <laughs> There's some sort of reasoning for all this. Hey, we'll talk about tomorrow when we, uh, fucking, <laughs> we fucking, uh, smear it. Wow. Oh, you didn't hear it. Weren't there, like, laser noises at the end? Oh, yeah. There was, like, oh, there a... Were. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I thought that was the best part of the whole thing. I didn't yeah. hear it at that time, though. I don't know what happened. Neither did I. Um, yeah, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to tell you what those words were supposed to sound like, but... <laughs> it sounded like you tried to form a legitimate, like, a coherent sentence in the middle of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just forgot what I was trying to say and came up and started making laser noises. It was, uh, was kind of like you wanted to be introduced by your own theme music before leaving the voicemail. <laughs> yeah. I, like like you were stepping up to the batter's box. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough, rough night for everyone. Um, I managed to try to make my night longer than everyone else's and did, uh, but not as successful as I would have liked, as you can tell. By those mumblings that I left for you, I just wanted to give you some entertainment in the middle of your night in case you had a bad night. Apparently. Did you? Uh, did you end up walking home by yourself? Of course. <laughs> I, I like how like we all did this in college, where it's relatively safe because it's a bunch of other really drunk people staggering around. Mm-hmm. We're we're still doing this in uh, <laughs> in yeah. large cities. Yeah. I walked out of the bar to the sidewalk with other people, but well, then they got a cab and went the opposite direction. Right. Well, just, so. just remember what we did before I uh, before I left for Afghanistan, and uh, 
I'd like to remember that, but <laughs> I don't. I, I know end results, and that's you. Uh, you it. did have a you did have a cab take you to a Greek Orthodox church, so yep. I vaguely remember throwing money at the driver from the back seat. <laughs> Crumbled up with a bunch of money and just started throwing it, and then uh, and I started going down my phone, starting with the A's and calling people and uh, asking them if they could pick me up at seven in the morning at a Greek Orthodox church. <laughs> I would tell you what happened beforehand, but I am unaware of those events. So I go out. Uh, I would have run into Che Crawford, oh, yeah. who you might better know as Nathaniel Archibald from God's Girl. He was out in Dallas he, last night. Like, he was wearing. Nobody took a picture. Apparently, did. How did you find out about this? So, so the people I know they watched Demented Toys Two. That sounds horrible. Which is a vast improvement from Demented Toys One. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm the only, like, 20-something-year-old that watches Gossip Girl. That's no, uh, a lot of people. A lot of people do. Um, I know PJ does, and I know a lot of people around here watch that as well. I think uh, you're getting feedback, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said sounding terrible, speaking of that, um, this feed is starting to sound terrible. Yeah, I think that's that's my computer again. Yeah, I'm going to just have to invest in a new computer for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'll uh, it'll pay itself back soon from the advertising revenue that we're uh, generating. Well, I've been trying to load Google Wave for like ten minutes now. Oh yeah, that is odd. I have uh, I have it pulled up on my uh, my parents' ancient computer. Yeah. What do nice. you uh, um, what do you what do you guys want to talk about? Well, should we get to it then? Yeah, yeah let's, 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 let's get some actual information here for our listeners. Okay, so if you're not already aware, which you should be, the 2010 census is upon us. You should have gotten a form in the mail. Or two. Actually, I got, I so, got two. Yeah, I went, that's the story I wanted to tell. So I got a letter from the census saying, you will shortly be receiving a census form that you should fill out and return. And then I got my census form. And then I got another letter saying, you should have received a census form. Please return it. And then I got another census form. <laughs> the first one. Uh, apparently, the census people are not... Terribly environmentally conscious, <laughs> as they are wasting paper uh, to a ridiculous degree. This is this is the Tea Party doing, I think. You think so? There's the tea par- them getting the tea- mad about environmentalism and global warming, saying, fuck that, the environment's fine, let's go kill some trees. Yeah, sure, we can blame this on Tea Partiers. Um, Michelle also got two census forms, uh, saying because she she filled hers out and sent hers back, and then she got a second census form saying she hadn't filled hers out oh, really? before I had actually opened mine to fill mine out. <laughs> yeah, no, I got the letter that came with mine said, "If you already turned it, uh, please ignore this." Uh, oh, and on that note, uh, you guys you guys both know Michelle, right? You know, last name was Amirsky. Mm-hmm. She uh she filled out the fact that she is a uh, that she is Hispanic on her uh, on her census form. Nice. Yeah, I know. I thought so. <laughs> you could mark all of them if you want this year. They let you mark more than one. They've they've realized that we're a melting pot, not a tossed salad. Oh no! I keep forgetting that ethnicity and race are different. You can mark more than one race. Oh really? But you can't be more than one ethnicity. Um. Oh, no, it just asks if you're Hispanic. Why do they do that? Question eight. Is person one of Hispanic, Latino, or Spanish origin? Yeah, that, that's where Michelle said she was Spanish. 
And I said, you're from Chicago and your last name's Wizomirsky. I don't think you get to say that. Why, why do they break down Hispanics and not other, other groups, other demographics? Demographics of uh, where our immigrants are coming from in this country? Yeah, like what kind and of... And Hispanics are, uh, are, the major, are the major ones that are coming in. Yeah, okay. Nate, you were taking that one. It's all right. <laughs> all right, moving on. I know. Uh, I, I I will also say since uh, since I am the ethnic correspondent on the podcast currently, or <laughs> Hispanic Hispanic expert, senior Hispanic um, expert, <laughs> senior Hispanic <laughs> Hispanic expert. That, that's what the Enya. Um, I will also say from my past multicultural experience that uh, that TJ's girlfriend slash uh, Dave's new fiance Vivian had a. Uh, had issues with this as well because she is like Mexican and Guatemalan or something like that. I, I know she had issues with the, uh, with the Spanish question as well. So these are, these are two presumably smart people that, uh, that were not happy about the Spanish yeah. questions. Actually, I just read it for the first time now. The first time I filled it out, I just said, no, I'm not Hispanic and I moved on. <laughs> it's probably a good decision. So Chris, did you list PJ as a resident or do you consider him like a pet? Uh, he pays the rent, so I'd call that a resident. Okay, that's fair. That's good for our viewers out there. Um, Do we get to claim Chiliwa anywhere? Like, we should all get to claim Chiliwa, right? I was thinking about him, and does, in, you know, are there, I think it was, uh, question two on the front, were there any additional people (laughs) staying here April 1st, 2010, that you did not include in question one? Um, I didn't know what to, I didn't, I didn't know what to put. Uh, <laughs> monkey boy that sleeps in closet would have been appropriate, but apparently for is that, whatever is reason, it's not a box. I was going to say, is that a person, though? I mean, we're, we're talking people. True. Uh, throw him stuff in the roof. Stop, throw him stuff down a roof once. But it doesn't have roof dweller. That was, uh, that was throw him channeling his caveman days in the uh, big city of Chicago. <laughs> of course. Um, I particularly enjoyed question 10 and the options it gives for some of these. Uh, does person one sometimes live or stay somewhere else? Um, I like the in jail or prison option. <laughs> they make it sound like does he some, sometimes live or stay somewhere else? Like that's just a, a common occurrence. Like it's their option, like their choice. Yeah. I, I might be in prison later today. Who knows? Anything's possible. So well, it's a it's a go between, really. I mean, well, you sometimes could be, I use prison. you could be you know house. practicing for a role in a film where you play a prisoner. <laughs> they uh, th- so so your argument is they put the question in there for uh for all actors for all Tobias <laughs> yeah, and for all James Liptons that want to be wardens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And that's where uh, we need our first dead audience joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was uh, odd. Uh, Conan also, O'Brien, right? Mm-hmm. His joke was, I'm confused by the new census form. There's no box for sickly white. Yeah, you said that's that. Pretty, that, was, that, was, that was pretty funny. I think you could break down, right? They could break down Hispanics. I think they could break down white people into sickly yeah. white. Is there any need to break down white people, though? White people have already We're been not, down. We're, we're not giving a, 
Like if they're if it shows up in Dixon that everybody here is German and Irish, which everybody is, it's not like we're going to suddenly get a, you know, German lessons or anything here, to uh, to cater to our ethnicities. The government's not going to start issuing out uh, sausages at our food banks or anything like that. So, or will they? Though I, what? Or will they? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have bangers and mash and uh, brats. Uh, in the uh, in the handout line here. <laughs> this way, everybody wow. will be dead, but they'll have health care to take care of their clogged arteries. So, true, true. That's that, that's what it's all about. Um, but, uh, so, are are you offended that they didn't break down white people? Is well, I just don't understand why Hispanics get special treatment. Are they getting special treatment though, or do they have more work to do because they have to have to read all these? So, are they, special, are they getting preferential <laughs> treatments, or are they being punished uh, and forced to do more work on their census form? That's good. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, well, that's why I'm here. Yeah. I, well, I introduced, I introduced uh, other pathways of thought. I, I, I guess, how does, uh, how does this direct services that are different, if you know, like, say, you have a bunch of Puerto Ricans as opposed to Mexicans, or as Cuban. opposed to... Argentinians as opposed to Cubans. I mean, like, does Argentinian is not a choice? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I imagine Thank there's you for clarifying South, there. I imagine there's South American in there. But I mean, like, how does this change how the government's going to direct services? It's just other. Oh, there it is. It's listed as an example of other. Never mind. Argentinian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Spaniard is also a choice. Yeah, yeah no, that's uh, a gladiator. Yeah, exact. They must have been thinking of Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, or Maximus Decimus Meridius, <laughs> father of a murdered son, <laughs> husband to a murdered wife. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, I do. Uh, I kind of see where you're going there, though, Nate. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure what they're going for as far as the goal that they were trying to achieve by knowing the number of Hispanic, Latino, and Spanish origin um, residents. I, I'm not really sure what they'd be doing, and uh, I'd like to know, to be quite honest with you. And this is one of those situations where I wish we had a contact for someone uh, who runs the 2010 census. As I'd our, like, I'd like our, some answers. Well, I'm glad you asked, because here we... No, we don't have one. I was going to say, Dave, as our uh, as our producer, shouldn't you be lining this up? Yeah, I, I, yeah didn't, really. I didn't think about that one. I didn't realize we were going to get uh, to a point where we would actually need a census expert. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, I can make fun of stuff. We, could just, we play the Daily Show interview with the Secretary of Labor. I think that's who runs this. Is that a, of Labor? Oh, is there a Secretary no. of Commerce? Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, probably. The Commerce Secretary was on the Daily Show. Anyway, so that was the thing about all the paper. He said, for every... Every census form they don't get, they have to spend like $10,000 to go and collect that because they have to hire people to go door-to-door. Right. That's the other thing is I got so many job offers to work for the census. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were just mailed to my house constantly here. It was uh, fairly unbelievable. So. In, uh, in, in somewhere like Decatur, which is a high unemployment rate, I got zero job offers to, uh, to work for the census. I think I saw a flyer once. Did you? Oh, we were getting little postcards in the mail every day. 
Did you think of uh, quitting your job to uh, to work for the census, Chris, or simultaneously they, working for the and census? Dave actually did talk about this, and he said he had a friend that did it last time. Yeah, well, she was unemployed at the time, though. Yeah, you should have worked for the census while at your current job, Chris. Yeah, it pays, well, it pays like 40 bucks an hour. Yeah, it does. Maybe I should maybe I should do that. How much uh how much is Christina Romer? That's the commerce secretary, right? Uh how much is how much are they I don't know es- estimating that the census was boosting jobs cuz wasn't there like or or was this I yeah, wasn't it like 40,000 or something? Yeah, whose talking point was it that I I heard a talking point that the economy's not really doing that well that a lot of this is part of the census bump. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's forty thousand out of like three hundred thousand unemployed, though. Uh, out of yeah, well, but I mean, it's the unemployment rates for the total labor force, right? Yeah. So the total labor force is, uh, we'll say, two thirds of the country, so two hundred million people. So th- that doesn't even that doesn't even register <laughs> as anything. Right. But whatever. Yeah, they, no, they said there'd be a temporary bump from it, but it's only temporary. Right. Right. How many how many full time employees does the census have? I I can you it's only done every ten years. Do they have full time employees? <laughs> You're gonna be very busy for two months and then do nothing for nine years and ten months. Well, if you uh if you don't have anybody help those uh those full time employees, they can spend a lot of time uh collating and inputting data. That could take a while. Could take ten years. If you have sufficiently small number of people doing it. But the idea is that these numbers get used in the next election. Oh yeah. Right? That's for, how uh, calculate congressional districts. Yeah. They they so do that based on uh conserving party seats for whatever party's in power. By the way, Texas Texas is getting a couple more seats. Are next you? Time round. Oh yeah, man. Our population went way up. Yeah, uh, Dallas was in the top ten uh, booming populations. Yeah, I think it had the largest, the largest uh, absolute increase. So that's just the raw number. It's not the percentage, then. That's okay, the absolute still, increase. It was high in percentage too, but it wasn't the highest. I think it was. I think it was. It was top ten in percentage. Uh, and you said it was number one in raw numbers. That sounds like it might be correct. Yeah. Um, but then Austin was on the list too. So. Yeah, Austin was very high up. Uh, all those, uh, I just, all those lives music just, uh, fans. Yeah, Texas is just a terrible place. To I don't change. know why. Yeah, we're our own country, so I don't even know why we care. We're gonna secede pretty soon anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that, really that's your plan. Yeah, totally. Is, is Who, it really uh, more expensive to do this when you guys are your own country? It'd be more the census to internationally Skype. Um, oh, oh, Texas is, a, is an independent nation. Well, yeah, but we're not doing it on the telephone line. We're still doing it on internet. True. So we'll have our own internet. As... Yeah. Will your uh, will your domain name go to .tx? Hell yeah. <laughs> It'd be don't mess with tx. <laughs> About the whole that thing. Whole thing. <laughs> it says steers and quarters. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I, okay. I, I have no response to that. We made the census exciting. <laughs> Good work, team. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, I understand that Nate wanted to discuss Justified. Is that correct? I did. Speaking of Texas or things with cowboy hats. Yeah, sell this to me because I watched the pilot and I was not. 
I was not okay. pulled Chris? in. Chris? Chris, Justified? Uh, have you seen it? Yes, I've watched every episode. Um, I got very, I got a little excited. Have you seen them? I have, yes. Nice. I watched them all last night while I was um, at work. So. Oh, sounds like you were busy. Um, <laughs> well, well, this is I, I. This is an entirely another story that is incredibly stupid and part of why I hate my job. But uh, we can go into Justified first. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's try not to go on too too many tangents. I had good uh, good focus there. I like I like you streamlining your efforts. Um, right. What I, what I would say about Justified, I was very excited for it. Um, FX, I think, has a lot of very good shows they put on. I really like the channel in general. Um, and I was a big fan of The Shield. I know it was compared to that. In fact, one of The Shield's own actors, the actor who played Shane Vendrell, um, was going to be on the show. He was very, uh, very much used in the, in the previews and everything that they were putting out, so I thought he was going to be a prominent character. I've been a little disappointed in that he really hasn't been featured that much since, I mean, they, they used him the whole first episode and and touched on him, I believe, at the beginning of the second, and that was it. Um, and I feel like they're almost kind of getting away from that. I thought he was going to be a bigger character, so I've been a little thrown for a loop, I guess would be the, the best way to, to describe it, because I thought he was going to be featured much more. But do you know if they're going back to that storyline at all? My my understanding is that uh, that Shane Mendrell is uh, what is it Crowder Crowder right Yeah everyone's name um, he uh, my my understanding is that he's going to be the major nemesis and that uh, that race is going to be a uh, race and you know Timothy Oliphant's character struggling with uh... all right we lost Chris. Dave. Yeah, sorry, I'm still here. I don't know what happened to Chris. Okay. All right. Are you going to give him a call back? Uh, sure. So, okay, here's the problem. I don't know. I think I just had a hard time getting into cop dramas. Because, you know, I never really got into The Wire. And I didn't even really get into... Uh, I didn't even really get into Sopranos. The Sopranos isn't really a cop drama, though. It's the same kind of thing, though. It, uh, I, I don't know. I, I watched the first season last weekend. On, uh, last, yeah, last weekend. To, and, uh, through some of the week. And the Sopranos, Sopranos is good on a lot of different levels. And they do like a real nice job. Like I mean, the main, the main, the the way that they they humanize gangsters and like not as not as good people necessarily, but like the way they you know show their weakness. Like uh, like the why Michael Imperioli's character wants to you know wants to get into music and has other aspirations outside of just being a gangster. And uh, and then they 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 show all the mafia families, but then they also uh, use the doctor as a backdrop for, uh, for like, you know, like, Hey, Italian Americans are smart. And then they show conversations in their private life to show how they view the mafia. And then they also have, you know, Tony's, you know, more normal working class, stiff, but honest, uh, honest Italian buddies as well. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they emphasize like the, the shared community that Italians apparently still feel, at least on the East coast among one another, um, that, I, I I don't know in that, in that way it's it's like an interesting kind of uh, 
kind of like an anthropo- anthropology study and then showing showing the kids struggling with it growing up, you know, coming to accept it and all that. Like actually, you know, actually having the conversation with your dad, like, dad, what do you do? Are you in the mafia? You know. Yeah. That's a little different. That's true. I guess the day they realize that. Hey, welcome back. Hey. Yeah. You guys weren't kicked off? No. No, just you. That's really odd. Well, anyway, let's jump back. Hello? Chris. Yeah, sorry. I, I got you. getting noises there. Um, as we, uh, when I got kicked off, you were just starting to talk about uh, Crowder, the character. Right. So uh, where are we well, going with that? Sorry. Right. My understanding with, uh, with Boyd Crowder is that he is, uh, he's going to be Timothy Oliphant's character's uh, main nemesis. And that uh, that race will uh, will pick up as a uh, like race and the tensions therein will pick up as a common theme, and just Timothy Oliphant struggling with doing what's right versus what's like I don't know I suppose is acceptable more in the in the you know Eastern Kentucky backwater world where they uh, they don't mine for coal they dig coal and all that stuff. Okay, so they are going well, back to that storyline then. Right, they, they they will, but uh, and I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I'm hoping for like a 12 episode season, but if I know FX, FX usually does 20 episode seasons, correct? Other than rescue me. One thing leads to another. I'm not going to tell him to get off. <laughs> Sorry, Snooky drops in every now and then. <laughs> you're you're gonna have to get better with these drops, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are they are comically timed though. I do enjoy that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, what I thought so far, I I think I have a different, uh, different perspective on it than than anyone else. Uh, I'm almost going backwards. I think the pilot was the best one. I like the pilot better than the the three that they've had since then. Uh, I'm definitely gonna stick it out and go through the whole season. Uh, I've been a little, I guess, slightly disappointed overall, but um, I'm I'm definitely gonna stick it out. I like the pilot the best. I, everybody else seems to think the pilot was okay. The last few have been much better. I differ there. What, uh, what do you think on that? I I actually like the pilot better than I like the other two as well because I I felt like it it dealt with it. I I I liked how it dealt with more issues. I I felt like that that involved more of the main storylines that are going to be going, mm-hmm. and then the rest is going to be kind of sidetracking. I I don't know. My my one big thing is it is it uh. His uh, his love interest. What is it? Joel Carter's character. Is that right? Yeah, I, I apologize. I, I think it's Joel Carter. I I don't know. I don't know if I can if I buy her character. Like so, first time he sees her in uh ten years, she gives him a kiss on the lips. You know. Right. Like, like I she's she's cute and she obviously like knows what she's after, but at the same time she blew her hus- like she blew her husband's head out and seems completely unfazed by this like I, I i don't know if i'm buying this she's made peace with this already ready to move on thing i like i i feel like the only way you come to peace this quickly is if she's using him as a meal ticket and i just don't know if she's a good enough actress to pull that that off right I, or if this show's going to take that twist you know I see where I see where you're going with that. I, I've had a few a uh, few things. How many uh, have you seen? Three episodes? Did you see the fourth one they had last Tuesday with Alan Ruxpin, no, the underground dentist? 
No, I've I've only seen. The I had a I've feeling seen the where I wanted to make out with somebody. Thanks, Dave. Can't control Snooky. Guess not. You never know. It is Dallas, baby. Wow. Studio, I guess. Well, what I would say is that episode, the fourth episode, I, I liked a lot. Um, I thought it was a good episode throughout, and uh, the end was a little a, a little bit cheesy for me, I thought. Well, I'll, I'll wait for you to get your take on it uh, once you see it. Um, good episode throughout. The ending was a little bit disappointing, but I don't know. It's still good. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick through and watch the whole season. I do think it's going to turn out to be a good show. I I kind of like what they've got going on so far. I I think I'll stay with the show. Much the same reason why like the Shield was watchable for me. Not necessarily because I thought the storylines were that good in the Shield, but because mm-hmm. I really liked Michael Chiklis, and because I really don't like cop dramas that much, and I really like Timothy Oliphant. From uh, I mean, from his days in Deadwood, but he's I think he's fantastic in this show as well. He's he's playing the exact same character, but yeah, um, but it's, it's, a, it's yeah. I mean, I haven't I, I haven't seen Deadwood, but I've heard it, yeah. a lot of no. connections and similarities tied to that as well. Yeah, but I I feel like I feel like I'll be able to watch it. You know, kind of like how I can watch House because Hugh Laurie's in it, even though I don't really care about the show, just because mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie's. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, I don't really watch that. The Shield, I was a huge fan of. I thought it was a. I thought that was a great show. I, I like that a lot. The Shield was the one TV show me and you could watch together. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh, that. That was a show that I thoroughly enjoyed and have been rewatching. Uh, I decided randomly watched an episode of season four last week. And I've watched uh, or not last week, uh, a couple months ago, and I just started. I decided to rewatch all of season four, and I'm starting to get midway through season five now. So. Just something to do uh, at the end of the night. Just try to try to get through uh, get through some of those some of those shows. It's uh, I've missed it. I haven't picked up uh, a real serious show since it ended. Um, right. Did that work at all? <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounded terrible. Yeah, let's uh. Let's move on to something else that Dave so, can talk about. Yeah, I, we, wanted to, I thought this would be a fun game where Chris and I will recap last week's episode of Lost. And then, Nate, you can judge okay. how crazy it sounds. <laughs> okay, we can do this segment. But I, I'm warning you, Lost is such a cultural tour de force in, uh, in, in the cultural... Like, I, I'm literally listening to podcasts now that refer to themselves as culture podcasts. That's how deprived I'm feeling indicator that I'm mm-hmm. listening to something smarmy enough to pretend that it can encompass culture in a uh, hour-long radio show. Um, <laughs> Duck snort. So, uh, so I actually do get a fair amount of lost anyways, but go ahead. Okay. So last week, Desmond comes back to the island, who was originally on... He was on a race around the world, and his ship crashed at the island, and he got sucked in to push the button every 108 minutes, and his partner bailed on him. So he's the only one doing it for a while until everyone else crashed. And then he tried to escape, and his ship came back. Anyway, he got off the island eventually, and then his, the father of the woman he loves who hates him brings him back to the island because he's the only person who can withstand large amounts of electromagnetic energy, which they're going to need for some reason to defeat the man smoke. who turns into smoke but also took the form of John Locke's body. Who's dead? Who is dead. Yes, John Locke is dead. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's basically what happened last week. So if you don't watch it, it definitely sounds completely well, ridiculous. Yeah. So when so when they do this electromagnetic test on him on Desmond, he goes into a parallel universe, we'll call it, where this guy actually really respects him, but Desmond has never met the daughter Penny. So he's like single and doesn't really have any family in this alternate universe. But then another character, uh, Charlie, in this alternate universe shows him that there's like they feel something isn't quite right. Is this a so we're talking about a flash sideways then, right? Yes. Yes, that's kind of the way the show has been going lately is they've been they've, they've had individual characters and they're showing basically an alternate reality. And it's been kind of odd, I guess. Um I thought it was odd to see Desmond get put into a large wooden hut with two enormous solenoids <laughs> when they tried to blow his head off. I, I found that to be very odd. Well, how else would you simulate an electromagnetic energy? I, I just don't know if that could happen in, in that well, setting. Could you, would you be able you to do, do that? In you could do Tesla block? coils. Well, yeah, you have to do it. You can't have metal around. So it had to be... Well, when you want to elect direct magnetic energy, right? Right. You don't want metal around to attract it. Okay. Yeah, if you're going to use a Desmond as your uh, conduit, I suppose. Right. I got you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so how crazy does this all sound? Um, I, I'm I rating this on a scale of 1 to 10, or how many beers I drank. Use how many whatever scale you want, yeah. Yeah. We will... Uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, see, because I, I feel like... I don't know. We'll we'll go on a we'll go on a scale of one to five, with a five being the acid trip where uh, where you're being assaulted by Bugs Bunny and you melt hair, and uh, one being like uh, be, one being me sitting in my apartment watching the Jersey Shore. Okay. So this will this will be our baseline. So Jersey Shore is your baseline for normalcy. I, this is a special. Uh, uh, this this is a specialized well like it will and how strange I feel I suppose I would feel watching it I, I don't know this is a specialized lost scale okay it, it'd be like the Richter scale except if you were like way in the upper reaches of the Richter scale it's like logged a second time can I use logged as a verb there yeah sure I don't know okay bottom line is speaking of logarithmic speaking of we lost Chris McCann yeah, I know. I'm getting him back. All right. So it must be his connection, though, right? It must be, because we're fine. I don't know why, if it was on my end, I don't know why I would just single him out. Right. And I'm in Dixon. I mean. uh, and so if it, yes. if it can work here. You bet, Chris? Yes. I, uh, I put it on a three of one to five, with Jersey Shore being the uh, baseline level of normal. And five being the acid trip where Bugs Bunny is assaulting you while you melt into your chair. I like your rating your rating system. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, I can't imagine what people who don't watch the show think when everyone talks about it. Yeah. I mean, like, Geekin asked me once, he knew enough about the show to know who John Locke was, and he asked me why is Locke evil in one of the recent episodes. 
And my explanation was five minutes long and it involved moving the island. <laughs> <laughs> to which I'm sure he had no question. That's one of those shows. You, you can't, with Lost, you're either diving, you know, with both feet into it or you're not watching it. You can't, you can't, you, you can't watch it without investing a lot of your time to it. Uh, the, tough. What? I, I I, I feel as though I'm better prepared for it because I grew up in a uh, in a home where sci-fi was watched frequently, and I grew up on the X Files, and the uh, the X Files had a lot of similarities. Not it it wasn't the X Files was somehow not quite as strange as Lost, but uh, but just had a lot of unanswered questions where you just spent a lot of time going, "What the fuck is going on?" Yes. So <laughs> David Duchovny was on Simmons' podcast recently. Yeah, I, I love Dave. Duchovny's awesome, by the way. Yeah, did you listen to that one? I have not yeah, heard that. Yeah, he told. He's like, whenever people come up to me and ask me about aliens, that's pretty much the end of the conversation. I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the thing is, I I knew I was so excited when Californication came out, and I heard Duchovny in it because uh, because I saw Duchovny on the Conan O'Brien show once, and they were doing the in the year two thousand skit. Yeah. And. Uh, and Duchovny was absolutely hilarious in it. Like I, I almost peed my pants. And the, uh, the the seminal joke that I can remember from uh, from like ten, fifteen years ago, whenever I watched this, probably probably about ten. That seems about right. Was uh, was that Conan O'Brien's line was in the year two thousand? It will be discovered that Duchovny is really the Russian word for syphilis. <laughs> and then they did their whole book in the year two thousand thing. And then yeah. Duchovny came back with. In the year 2000, it will be discovered that Conan O'Brien has a raging case of Duchovny, <laughs> and it was, it was just, it was fantastic. His his deadpan was just so incredible. And Cal- Californication is a fantastic show. It was like the one, uh, it, it it was like the one like premium cable show that I didn't have to like sell my army buddies on right away, like it, like Entourage. I kind of had to talk them into really and Deadwood. They never got on board with Rome. Uh, nobody was really into the Sopranos. California, came, like they, they eventually came around on. They eventually came around on Deadwood, and they eventually came around on Entourage. I mean, it's really hard yeah. not to come around on Entourage, especially oh, with yeah. a guy, right? But but Californication, they were on board right away. I think it had something to do with the fact that he bangs like four smoking hot chicks in the first episode. But That's see, and they do that in Entourage too, so I'm really confused. As to as to how that works, but they they all were just right on board with Californication. It's it's probably that's a Showtime show, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I think it's got to be the best show Showtime does, though. It's fantastic. That's probably the only show Showtime I watch. Uh, I think my parents are watching Tudors right now on Showtime. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched uh, season one of Dexter, and that was awesome. I season one of Dexter was good. I watched that. That was I. I liked that a lot. I kind of want to get back in and catch up on the seasons that I haven't seen since then. What, what I'll say is, uh, I I did season two, and uh, season two was kind of a slog. And then I season heard a three, little bit of that. Yeah, season, season three, three I gave up. I I, I gave up on on it in season three. Oh, I was watching it. I, I, I was watching it in Afghanistan where we were pretty much held hostage. Like I, I watched like three seasons of the show Las Vegas or something like that. And like, 
like five seasons of Twenty Four, and Twenty Four sucks. By the way, I'm. I heard this season I, was I, terrible. Uh, it it well, I I think it I think most of the seasons suck. It, it it involves Keith or Sutherland going. Time is the one thing we don't have right now. Just constantly <laughs> and then torturing people. I have no idea how it became popular, but uh. <laughs> But I watched like five seasons of 24 and three seasons of Las Vegas. And I actually ended up giving up on Dexter because I, every time I was watching it, I found myself like wanting like an atomic bomb to hit Miami and just kill all the characters. And uh, that's when it's time to walk away from a TV show when you're not rooting for anyone. Hey, remember that time an atomic bomb did hit all the characters and lost? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time an atomic bomb did hit all the characters in Lost? Yes. Yeah. Was it was it because somebody didn't press a button once every hundred and eight minutes? No, it was because I forget why <laughs> even now. But uh <laughs> you think that could be like the new the new jumping the shark? Instead of jumping the shark now it'll be I don't know, they blew the nuke. Yeah, they did blow the nuke in uh in twenty four with the snook. And then South, South Park made fun of it. Oh, I didn't realize that it, they actually did that in 24. Yeah, they did it. In, they did it in 24. It had, uh, it, had Ku- it had Kumar from Harold and Kumar in that season. <laughs> but he was he was evil. Because he's, you know, from that part of the world where he can be evil. You all know. Sure. Um, actually, I had a lot of side stories I was going to take us on some tangents with. Um, forgot most of them already. Uh, but back quickly to the lost. So he tested to press that button every 108 minutes, and something that I still haven't been able to get past for the last you know five years or so since that was introduced, um, even though I actually just started watching the show a year ago and caught up. Um, how does he sleep? How do you sleep when you have to push a button every 108 minutes? You sleep for an hour at a time. Wouldn't that be the worst thing ever? Wouldn't oh, yeah, sleep? that'd be terrible. Couldn't you just fall asleep with your head against the button? No, it doesn't work that way. You could, though, like, remember the Simpsons episode where Homer gets a little bird that pushes okay for him? Just bobs up and down. You should right, just yeah, one of those. Ri- Marge, I'll have you, you could know rig I up- tripled my productivity. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could rig up a drinking bird. Yeah. Could do that? <laughs> we, fi- we figured out Lost. That's all they had to do. <laughs> That's all they had to do the whole time. Case closed. In the, in the final episode, <laughs> Desmond <laughs> builds a drinking bird. <laughs> and then they all go home. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's build some rafts and uh, go on home. All right, see you guys. Yeah, that's that makes sense. I wouldn't put it past. Yeah, that would uh, that would be a horribly unsatisfying ending. Oh, I, I think it's going to be unsatisfying no matter what. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine a scenario they come up with that that pleases the audience. I read There's somebody be something that just is, it doesn't work out. Yeah, there was an article or there was a blog or whatever in Entertainment Weekly, I think it was, that said it's actually a love story. And it's like the whole point behind this is for everyone to find like true love or something. Oh, yeah. You know, you got, uh, you got Faraday and What's-Her-Face and Desmond and Penny and Sawyer and Juliet. It's all just a big love story. Yeah, I could see that happening. Honestly, they could take the show in any direction, and just it really wouldn't. Nothing could possibly surprise me at this point. Is is Sawyer a first or a last name? Last. Neither, actually. Well, it's a fake name. (laughs) He's like Madonna. It's really Ford. His James Ford. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a nickname? Yeah. Well, it's a... Uh, an, an adopted name, sort yeah. of, that he yeah. took on. An alias. We'll it's, just it's call like, an alias. An alias word. It, is it kind of like Batman? No. Not at all. Yeah, sure. Not even close. Actually. Moving on. Yeah, let's move on. Do you guys watch Community at all? Yes. I love Community. In, uh, in the Halloween episode on Community. That was my favorite episode, Danny, season, by the way. It was always hilarious. Danny Glover's uh, son asked, uh, asked, uh, asked Abed, who's dressed as Batman, he goes, hey, there's something I always wanted to ask the real Batman. Am I good looking or not? And then Batman goes, you're a very good looking boy. <laughs> and he goes, I knew it. Uh, I think that's time we should take a break and introduce our commercial sponsors. <laughs> Nate, <laughs> Nate, what are you drinking? What, what, what am I drinking? Yeah. Uh, I've been doing, uh, we have a Berghoff beer here in Dixon, and so I've been drinking, uh, I've been going back between the, uh, I, th- I believe it's the Blonde blonde Ale and the Prairie Lager. The Blonde Ale is, uh, it's a summertime beer, let me tell you. It's fantastic. Sounds like it. It's, uh, it, it's, it's light, it's, it's like a Corona, but it's from Wisconsin, so it's better, because it has easier questions on the census. <laughs> So, Berghoff beer. Easy, the, the easy census beer. Well, well pitched. Well pitched. Chris, what are you drinking? Don Draper would be generous. I don't drink. Chris doesn't drink, apparently. I don't drink. Chris, we replay that uh, voicemail? <laughs> no, 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 no. <sighs> uh, you know, I'm sticking beer. to the, uh, the Miller Lite. Great Pilsner taste. Triple hops brewed. That's terrible. All right, you're such a corporate whore, Dave. Yeah, I know. What uh, what SNL skit from last night were we talking about? I'm looking at the uh. There were two. <laughs> oh, that means me. Have you guys heard of the new KFC sandwich? Yes. The double play. So basically, they took a sandwich, removed the bread, and replaced it with meat. <laughs> is, there's never been a better idea ever. Anyway, Chris doesn't drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this sandwich is two chicken patties, and then inside is cheese and bacon. Was it uh, was it Cantone that shared something reader about this? Yeah, Cantone said he uh, actually they did a test case or whatever in Omaha, so he's actually got to eat this thing already. Doesn't uh, actually officially come out until tomorrow. Guess where I'll be for lunch. Are you are you seriously pizza going to KFC for that? Yeah, I think so. Well, the Pizza Hut and KFC go together, right? Because they're both uh, they're it's, both Pepsi ones. Uh, and yeah. and Taco Bell. Yeah, you you could go to a Pizza Hut. You could go to a combo Pizza we Hut. Had Taco a, Bell, yeah, we call it Kentaco Hut. We had a Kentaco Hut, but the Hut got it. It's not just Kentaco. I got you. The, the Hut doesn't loan it doesn't lend itself to uh, to the fast food as well as Kentaco. Yeah, they had the person. All they had was the personal pan pizzas. And when you're comparing that to fried chicken or like awesome, pizzas, right? You know, what are you gonna pick? I just got um, really hungry because of that conversation. On uh, speaking of uh, things that make Chris McCann really hungry, Decatur has the one KFC that has a buffet. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, I'm not a big fast food person, but you put the word buffet in anything, and I am there. Oh no, we we have a KFC buffet. I, I went in there when uh when I was moving into my apartment. 
and I, I was I was planning on getting like a wrap or something, and then I saw they had a KFC buffet, and then I sat down and ate eight hundred pounds of fried chicken, which is a horrible idea when you're moving into an apartment. Um, that is a horrible idea. But uh, but you know, falling into my uh, good Midwestern roots, if I'm going to pay six bucks for something, goddamn it, I'm going to get my six bucks worth by making uh, myself so uncomfortable that I can't move for three hours. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. It's yeah. I'm a man of principle. I like it. I like your principle. So should we close this on how much the White Sox suck this week? <laughs> Did you see my reader yes. article with the John Madden lines? Yeah, I saw that. McCann, I wanted your expert analysis. Do you agree? Um, I don't remember it. Here are here are some ways the White Sox could score more runs. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> hitting the ball, hitting the ball where the opposition is not located. Hitting the ball into the outfield stands, which is called a home run. I like it. All right, and then here's some things from the White, from which the White Sox should refrain if they want to score more runs. Not hitting the ball, hitting the ball into double plays, and hitting the ball lightly in an attempt to advance the runner, known as a bunt. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Did, you you watched the whole game today, right, Dave? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I had it on. I was between that and the Masters. Okay. You see my the, Facebook the pick? I had, them, I had them both. Myth can put two pictures on your TV, so I was watching them both. Wow. The, uh, do you need two processors for that? No, you just need a really fast processor. Oh, okay. Uh, and thank, thank goodness, that's the one time WGN comes in handy, right, is I can get those games in Texas. Right. The, uh, the Twins? The, uh, the, the Twins terrify me. All their hitters... Look, uh, they they look like a team straight out of Moneyball. Like all their hitters are patient; they just take what the pitcher gives them. Like they 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 didn't shell Burley at all, but they hit a bunch of freaking singles, just like opposite field, nice easy bloopers. Like Burley's control wasn't that good, but they didn't they didn't hit anything out of the park at all. They it was just good, solid, fundamental hitting all the yeah. way through the lineup. I'm I'm terrified of these guys. I mean, we won in the end, but there's no, no way. There's no way our outfield makes that throw. That's how it used to be, right? That's, I think Hawk was saying that. He's like, you know, back in, you know, like 2005, the White Sox didn't, you were never, like, terrified of playing the White Sox. So they never killed you. Right. You know, the White Sox, you just play, play a solid game, and they let you beat yourself. Right. That's, that's really the trick. But there's no way that outfield makes that relay throw again. Our, outfields, our outfield is giant defensive liability after giant defensive liability. Like, Juan Pierre in that first game, at least, just looked, like, drunk. Like, he had no idea what was going on in left field. The amount of bad he might have he the weakest arm in all of baseball, too. He, yeah, <laughs> he really does. I think I could outthrow Juan. Juan Pierre made a game-saving throw to the cutoff man today and got us that final out. But, like, Carlos Quinton's a fielding liability. I mean, I, our, our outfield's not, not filling me with a lot of confidence. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. They're, yeah. I don't know. Chicago <laughs> baseball's not good. <laughs> that's uh, I, that's I, our conclusion. I think the White Sox will be uh, will be okay this year, and then the, then we'll collapse down the stretch. And the yeah, Twins no, yeah, yeah, the White Sox never have a good April. I'm not worried. Yeah. We'll, we'll cl- <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about April. I'm worried about the eventual August collapse as the Twins uh, reel off like 18 games straight. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you never know, the, right? Uh, right. The uh, 
the baseball tonight guys were uh, were dubbing Maglio Ordonez and Miguel Cabrera as the other Eminem boys as opposed to uh, Morneau and Maurer up in Minnesota. Yeah, well, Joe Morgan also said earlier tonight that Barry Bonds is one of the best hitters in the game today. So, I love Joe Morgan. He's, he's not smart. You need to um, not watch any games on ESP, any baseball games on ESPN because they ruin baseball. They take a game that's already two and a half to three hours long and make it like five. Plus, they air every single Red Sox Yankees game of the year. That's fine. Like they each play each other 85 times. <laughs> I'm convinced that more than half their schedule is against each other. Against each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's really just the AL East, Red Sox, Yankees, and then uh, the Rays. Yeah, they're not even on, they're not on TV as much, though. They might be this year. I haven't looked at any national well, schedules or three even out, really. When, when, they, when they play the Red Sox and Yankees, they probably are. True. So I don't think we're going to be watching, say, uh, say Rays Blue Jays games on uh, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. All right, are we uh, closing it out then? That's what it sounds like. All right. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun. Nate, uh, we'll see you this weekend. Yep, you'll see me this weekend. That we can, uh, we got to prepare for this betting podcast, and I'll be, uh, I'll be live from Chicago Ooh. With, uh, with Chris McCann next weekend. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, what day are you coming in? Um, I don't know because I, I have to leave Decatur. Um, <laughs> because this week I, I normally wouldn't have left because I had, to, I worked until six in the morning uh, this morning to, uh, to cap off my seventy-two hour work week. And uh, and I came up to Dixon for uh, for 24 hours, and I will probably end up doing that again. I'll come up on Sunday again into Chicago, goddammit, because I just need to get out of Decatur. But uh, but I'm hoping Saturday. I'm hoping Saturday night. Okay, yeah, just keep me posted. We'll talk throughout the week. Right. Um, keep me posted, and I will see you then. We'll set it up. All right. All right. All right. And this ball game is over. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go now. All right. Yeah. Later.